All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. As always, super stoked about the uh, the podcast we have coming up. <laughs> that was perfect timing, by the way. How awesome is that? Hey, if you didn't ever, if you ever wonder if these podcasts were scripted, they're definitely not. <laughs> but I uh, got a really cool guest on. Uh, one of our guests has actually been on the podcast before um, under a different platform. We'll get into all that. But I've got the boys with the the Western Hunt Fest with me today, and if you guys haven't heard about the Western Hunt Fest, uh, you buckle in. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a cool podcast. I think this is something that you guys will want to uh, be part of and and just enjoy. You know, there, there's a lot of cool things out there for hunters, and you know, there's different things popping up that that we can do to kind of keep ourselves going during the off season. But I think they pale in comparison to what what these guys are doing and so let, let's do some some introductions so right now i've got guy and jeff on on with me and so let's do a little introduction guys and then uh then we'll jump into the podcast guy let's start with you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh how you got into the western hunt fest so appreciate you having us on man and it's you know it's always a pleasure when we share time uh sometimes you're driving by my neck of the woods and they'll shoot me a text like hey i'm rolling <laughs> um so yeah thank you man we appreciate the opportunity um, you know, to spread, uh, what we're doing with Western Hunt Fest. So, um, my partner's Jeff and Ephraim. Um, I mean, we, you know, we've been friends for quite a while and, uh, they, they actually started the event, um, a couple of years ago. This is, we're going into our third season and they started it, you know, just kind of going to other 3d shoots and enjoying them, having fun and just doing the 3d shoot thing. Um, you know, you get out there with the boys and it's, it's a lot of smack talking, the competition starts and, um, you know, it kind of spawned the, the thought process in, in Jeff's head. I think more than Ephraim's like, we need to do something, man. We need to have a, a all encompassing hunting event and not just a 3d shoot, right? Cause yeah. I can shoot that target, but then what happens after I shoot that target? Well, if I translate to the field, you know, it's time to clean that animal and it's time to pack that animal out. So kind of hence our pack out challenge. Um, so it was just a thought and I, I, the first one come together in a couple of months, it was freaking amazing. Um, we had one venue, maybe 75 people showed up, which is huge for two months of preparation. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Right. So, you know, now the third season we saw, um, 200% growth in our second season. Wow. And, uh, we just want to keep growing and growing and growing this thing. So we're, you know, we're branching out. Uh, we have four venues. Well, excuse me. We have five venues this year four uh, full shoots. And then we have our championship, which we can get into. That'll be the fifth one at our inaugural venue, uh, in Bailey at American Bowman. Um, but that's really where Western hunt fest started my involvement. Um, like I said, you know, we've been friends for quite a while. And I would, you know, go to podcasts like I do at the events and just started helping, kind of took over the the MC part of it yeah. um, and kind of leading through that. And I, I had, there was, it's hard to explain, there was, there was such a level of camaraderie and what was going on. And for me, hunting is an experience, right? And it's something that I'm passionate about. And uh, I told them like, look, I'm all in regardless but i want all in all in mm -hmm. and uh they they slapped me on the butt gave me a kiss on the cheek said let's go and now we're swinging for the freaking fences as a trio and it's just been it's been an unreal experience you know and then when you can share something like this with with people you consider your brothers um it, it's a big deal man 
Oh, that's cool, man. I love it when stuff comes, like ideas like this come out of just, just a friendship. You know, it's like, hey, I love doing yeah. this. These are so much fun, but how can we make this better? How can we improve this? And to to take it, and I'll admit, I mean, you guys just all of a sudden popped up. You know, I mean, I've, I've been a Western Contours fan forever, and then all of a sudden, boom, here we are going on this Western Hunt Fest. And, and like you said, two months. That's what it took from the time that you guys really started to your first event, two months. Yeah. Dang, that's yeah. that's pretty dang impressive boys to be able to to put that together and and make that successful and man that that's very impressive so yeah i love ideas like this where you can just come together hey i want to do this and, and you know what and i jeff i promise i'll get to you but <laughs> but you know no, you're good you're good to to be able to just you know dive into something like this and get people that will dive into it with you i mean that that's pretty special um, people that have the same kind of love that in of these things that you do and and to can buy into the vision and i know you know that sounds so cheesy but you guys know what i'm talking about i know a lot of our listeners know what we're talking about you know you you see that vision and get someone that's like yeah let's let's do this and and make it happen i mean it's it's definitely definitely special so so guy you said that you guys have been been friends for a a, a while Uh, jeff how did he get you to be one of his friends because he had to like pay you a lot of money to be one of his friends or something (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so him and efren were friends first Ah. Um, and I was just a fan of the podcast and then I met him and from, from day one, I loved him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Likewise. It was off. It was like jump, right? You you know, you, you, you come across folks or you meet somebody and it's like, like you never missed a beat. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, what's up, man? Like we just picked up where we left off and we never left off anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So Efron is the the third member of the team. He's not with us uh, yet. He might join on to you know onto the podcast here in a little bit. And if he does, we'll we'll introduce him and and welcome into it and get to know him uh, a little bit as well. But let's jump into the the Western Hunt Fest and and what it is. So I, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it on on social media or YouTube or or wherever. You know that there's there's some you guys are doing a really good job with marketing. I'll tell you that much. You guys are putting a lot of content out there so that people are seeing it, hearing about it. Um, so, so kudos to you guys for that. But, f- but for the people that don't know, I mean, give us the, the 36,000 view of, of what, I mean, you kind of talked about it, you've done 3d shoots, but it doesn't include the other things and you, you kind of just touched on it. And I do want to dig into where are the, uh, you know, the, the competitions and the shoots and stuff like that, but give us the, the high level view and then we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty. Go ahead, Jeffrey. Um, yeah, so so the basic outline of the Western Hunt Fest is it's a hunting event first. So um, we have our hunting seminars, we have our competition aspect of it, and then we have like our fun family time of it. Um, our competitions, we offer a elk calling contest. We offer a 3D archery contest with like hunt type scenarios on each shot. And then we do our pack out challenge. Our pack out challenge is a simulation of a mule deer for women and a um, bull elk for men. Um, it's really cool. It's it's the bread and butter of our event. Um, and then we do the sprint challenge as well. So, but that's new. So that'll be we'll be implementing that this year in our 2024 season, and that'll be more like a tiebreaker. So, but yeah. It really is like it's a real like uh, and I kind of said this in the intro, but you know as we were preparing for hunting season and and we all try to do our own stuff. You know I'm I'm hiking, packing, trying to keep myself physically fit. I'm I'm shooting all the time, 
but honestly that can get boring because you're doing it by yourself and it's you know it's not as, as much fun and and so from what it sounds like that that's kind of what this is trying to help with is really that preparation because you really get to do a, a lot of those, those things that sprint challenge the pack out challenge the the elk calling competition i actually oddly enough i really actually would like to start there uh as i was as i was kind of writing this outline and you know i i I love that. I love calling elk. I'm not good at it. I, I'm terrible at it. I sound <laughs> like a trombone out there or something like that. But uh, so I'm not going to win any competitions, guy. Just don't don't even put me up on that platform. But. <laughs> you'd be, dude, you'd be surprised. You would be surprised. Hey. We had our first event last year. The guy that won the the look on his face when he won the New Mexico event. He couldn't believe it. He goes, man, I thought I suck calling. But when he got up on that stage, and 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 our judges are legit judges. Yeah. Legit, right? I mean, world-class callers, uh, instructors, elk slayers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dude was a really good caller, and he, he didn't – he's listening to himself, right? It's like singing in the shower right? is what I liken it to, right? Everybody – either you can sing in the shower. For me, I don't think I can sing in the shower. Right. I, don't, I, just, I don't know that I yeah, want to hear Jeff it. He Jeffrey can. can do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, we, we always tell people because that, surprisingly enough, you would think the pack-out challenge would intimidate more people than the calling comp. The calling comp gets more people running back to the 3D course than yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's intimidating, man. Like, I, I mean, like I said, I, I call elk, and, and they'll talk to me, and I, I call them in. But to sit there in front of some judges and, and – call I, that would be just that super int- I and mean, i watch you know like when i go to the western uh conservation and hunt expo you know I, i'll watch the elk calling competitions because it's amazing what those guys can do with a reed in their mouth um so it, I, I love that you guys are, are doing that but i wanted to kind of ask a little bit about that and when you kind of touched on this so your judges are, are people that they know how to do this they're they're hunting fools they, yes. they know how to call elk and they know how to listen to that those different intonations to be able to judge the difference between here's what i want you to do this call i want you to do this call and they they know it very well yes where did you find so we've that? had joe Gillia, josh walker oh. jermaine hodge oh. um so you know we have tom dissing over at mile high note game calls so, oh sweet you know the judging the judging is legit the best part of it is we have you know a big piece of this is education mm-hmm. and when you're when you're at an you know an RMEF event say right you're not those are pros you know men's division or pro division in, in at ours you can go on the stage and call and then walk up to joe Gillia or tom or jermaine and say hey man you know what did i do good in mm-hmm. what didn't i do good in and you can get that answer right there on the spot hey man you know and i saw a couple of the judges call guys over like hey next time or in the woods do x y and z this is the only thing that blew you out you know so so you're getting that hands on by participating too right so you know we we can talk about our educational piece um but that's a huge aspect and you're getting it in every in every competition in every realm of this you're getting education so that and it really plays into my next question that i had for you guys on that was like do you have to be a you know a world class caller to enter these competitions do you have to have a resume to get into the, the elk calling competitions who who can be involved in that at our event, yeah, everybody. We anybody. We want so okay. So I'm, I'm going to have to tangent us a little bit, right? So when when we started this, you had your your 3D shoot and your call comp. That was the points. You had a winner in each, and then we have our team pack out challenge. Well, now 
because we're trying, we want everyone to participate. We want everyone to grow. Now it's a combined point system to get invited to our championship, which is the Bailey event, the last event for the year. So you have to compete in the archery event, the pack out, the sprint, and the elk calling comp to get a chance to come to the the Super Bowl, if you yeah. will, of 3D archery events. Wow. Um, so, yeah. And any we want everybody. We have a kids division. We have a women's division. Uh, we had a lady last year, and she didn't know what she was doing. She got up there and started to bugle, and then she went right into... And she could call chickens like nobody's business on Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. It was absolutely the best. And, and hey, I mean, really, it's, you know, like Jeff said, it's it's family-centric, right? Yeah. So you, it, we don't care. We don't care. We want everyone to participate. We want everyone to grow. We want everyone at the seminars and just bettering themselves for season. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, here's another th- element to it that people underestimate, like, when you're in the woods, we've all been there. You know that first time that you try to call in an elk or, or one response and you're close and you're like, okay, I don't want to screw this up. You still have that like stage fright that you would get when you're doing calling competitions. So it really helps a lot of guys, especially guys who, who haven't called in the woods or, or who are afraid to call. Mm-hmm. It helps them ease that anxiety a little bit. Like, okay, I've done this before. Like I've had eyes watching me before because I remember my first few times – calling in bulls i was like um i don't know if i should do this like i i might squeak i might sound like a horrible elk and then the elk's gonna run off which usually isn't the case but but at least it helps you with that it gives you that little bit of experience so that you're like you're not going out just completely blind you actually kind of have a little bit of confidence walking out into the field well again going back to really what i I feel like the whole purpose behind your guys's platform is preparing us to go hunt and be successful hunting and so kind of giving that opportunity to practice, hone your skills, have someone that can teach you how to do that. I, I think that's that's really cool. And, and you kind of, Guy, you touched on seminars, um, and I was going to ask related to this. Uh, well, and I guess we can kind of jump into seminars as well, but tell me a little bit about those seminars. Are there elk calling seminars? Are there, I mean, tell me a little bit about those and, and what you guys uh, offer at these events. So, I mean, you know, right now we have, uh, we have, Three speakers in the elk realm, um, Joe Gillia, Jermaine Hodge, Tony Gilbertson, right? So two world champion callers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Joe, you know, the the quintessential elk coach himself. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be talking about calling, but they're also going to be talking about when to use what calls and what scenarios. So it's not just this is how you blow a diaphragm, blah, blah, blah. Right. We are looking at having a, a basic elk calling um, seminar. So we're folks that have not touched a diaphragm. Mm-hmm. Jeff will probably be the one doing that. Um, and, and you want to talk about a, a world-class caller. This dude can really toot with the best of them. Oh, the man. The best of them. We're going to have to do a little. One of the only guys I know that can legitimately use a domeless diaphragm and make it sing like a freaking church organ it is it is unbelievable (laughs) what comes out of this guy we're gonna have to do a little private Um, lesson here because i need some help with it i I, like i said i sound like a trombone out there (laughs) um and then you know we had uh amanda rowe with kafaru so kafaru is one of our main sponsors uh when it comes to the pack out challenge um they've been backing us on that so last year amanda did a fit function um pack seminar 
Because a lot of what we see is folks not, you know, not knowing how to use the equipment that they have. Uh-huh. Um, so we have that going. Um, and there'll be a couple other things that we're throwing in there. Jeff's going to be doing a kids how-to seminar. We have our kids calling comp and we'll have a kid's 3D range and stuff like that on, you know, at all our shoots as well. So, <clears throat> and then whatever else we can fit in, we figure the event's only two days and we're, you know, we're getting as much as we can in with with the primary focus of it as well. So. It'd be uh, probably I'm looking. I think we're looking at probably at least two to three seminars per event, um, and we're working on getting some some women centered or front um, type seminars going too. Right? Because that's you know that's our most ignored demographic in my opinion, but right. it's one of our fastest growing demographics, and I and we really really want to support that. So. You know, I've been actually been impressed uh, with, to some of the events that I've been to, not, not just your, I mean, not yours, but just other events that I've been to lately. I mean, even you say like the expo here in Utah and Salt Lake or some of the other 3D shooting events. It's impressive the number of women that are starting to come out to those events and get into yes. into hunting and, and be successful in hunting. You know, I felt like there for a while it was, you know, women were just wear a bikini and, and look good. And that's what, you know, people loved in the hunting world. That's what women were in the hunting world for right. two decades. And I feel like now it's, I become, used to podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now it's, uh, it, I mean, I still love it. Don't get me wrong. I still love a woman in a bikini, but, uh, you know, it, it's more like women are really getting into like the, some women can do some amazing gear reviews. Yeah. In fact, we've got up one up on our, uh, on our YouTube channel that, uh, Jordan, she's now with, uh, meat eater but she did one for us on on the some gear actually we got a couple that she did did a fantastic job i mean we got some women that are really doing some cool stuff and so i love that you guys are focusing on that demographic and and getting them out there if you get them get some seminars centered around women and, and women in the hunting world i think that would be fantastic i think seminars are a little underappreciated at these events and so i guess <coughs> i'm more talking to my listeners than to to youtube but uh, when you guys go to these events take advantage of the uh of these seminars learn from them and enjoy them uh you know sign up for them don't be afraid of them because i i think they're a a great resource for you to be able to grow as a as a hunter so so man looking at three possibly three two to three seminars per event would be huge and there you said it's a two-day event right two-day event yeah that's pretty impressive to to bust that out and get that that out there so walk and we're always looking to expand on our seminars too. So like we, we want to provide what the audience wants. Mm-hmm. So we're open to, to changing them and, and moving pieces around so that we can provide the most education that we possibly can with the seminars. So give me a better idea of like the, the education that you guys are providing, Jeff, like, like obviously we talked about the elk and, and the women. I mean, are we talking, I mean, hunting tactics, are we talking, well, obviously Faro, so we're talking gear and packs and, and how to do that. Um, but, are, but going back to like the hunting tactics and how to be a, a better hunter, how to spot stock better, how to, you know, are, are there, are there seminars around that kind of stuff? So, um, our whole 3d archery tournament uh-huh. is hands-on education. So we do, um, each shot we're going to do, we're going to have people hold for 30 seconds. Oh. We're going to have at one of them. We have them hold or we have them draw let down rearrange adjust their sight draw back shoot 
Um, we have them sounds like a real hunting crawl, scenario. A little bit, stay down. Yeah, we have them be quiet on certain ones. We have one that we call Buck Fever, and we have everybody in the group uh, teasing the the shooter, trying to get in his head, just or her head, yeah, and just really trying to mess with their their mental game. And then we uh, we're really intentional about like where their footing is um, when they shoot and the angles, the bubbles. So the whole 3D course is going to be an educational experience. So it's going to wreck their scores. That's all right. But it's it's teaching. It's it's it teaches, all. <laughs> it teaches us when we go out that we still suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it teaches me that I'm a savage when I make these 3D archery courses. Yeah, yeah. So how? I mean, talk to me about logistics. I, I'm I'm so curious. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna I'm kind of geeking out a little bit and getting very really curious about this. So. So you're saying that is there somebody at each station telling you to do this, or is there a sign at each station saying, "Hey, this this station, you've got to hold back for 30 seconds," or how to talk to me about the logistics of this? How does that work? So, not not someone at every station. I wish we were at that That'd be impressive level. Um, it'd be crazy. But so the, like the time shot, yeah, we have a timekeeper at the time shot um, that does it right, and this stuff works off the honor system. Um, you know, we really want you following the instruction at each station. So you get the most out of it. Um, uh, but like the time station or, you know, um, I, w- I was actually, I didn't do it though. I was supposed to go sit at the, at the buck fever station in Raton last year. And I was going to bullhorn people just the whole time, right? Oh, just to get in the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just get so busy and going that get the, shot. the fun stuff of it as you're running, it is a little bit rough, but um, but yeah, for the most part, it's it's all honor system, and we expect okay. you know the people that are showing up they want to get the most out of it. So follow the instructions at the station. Very cool. Well, and uh, you know who cares about the scores? I mean, well, I mean, I care about the score. I like to I like to put up the best score I can. But I think when you're able to come out of it being like, okay, I'm a I'm a better shot. I'm a be- I'm better in a hunting scenario. I mean, from the sounds of it, that's what you're trying to accomplish by this. Yeah, we really. I mean, it's it's a it's a hunter ethic thing, right? It, it, as a responsible outdoorsman or outdoorswoman, we should be going out the best shape, if you will, that we can, right? Yeah. And that means physical fitness, preparedness behind our, our stick and string or whatever your weapon is through whatever season. Um, that is the goal. So you should be able to go into this and say, okay, I want to shoot a 212. And walk away with a buck thirty-five, and go. Ooh, I have a lot of work to do in the next three, four, five months, and hone in on where you know what that weakness is. Yeah. Um, and it and the numbers, the numbers are showing the the tag posts for Western Hunt Fest from last season were it was outstanding. It was like you know for for us to have this event tagged in people's success. Mm-hmm. We're, we'll never take it as it was us. Right. But the fact that they're doing it and now coming off of season and they're out preparing for Western Hunt exactly. Fest, again, you know what I mean? It speaks volumes to what's being done at the event. So, Well, it's producing yeah. better hunters. I mean, honestly, you're, that's exactly what you're doing. So not only are they preparing for Western Hunt Fest, but they're preparing for Western Hunt Fest. It's going to prepare them for the season, and, and it's just going to make that's them a it. better, more successful hunt, hunter. It's going to make hunting more fun for them. It's going to keep them involved. It's going to get more people involved, which is is awesome. So I, I think that's that's dang cool. So, man, I'm I'm getting yeah. excited about this. <laughs> yeah, we so we call our championship the Super Bowl, but the real Super Bowl is the Elkwoods. You know, like, right, right. Yeah, so like it's cool to see so many of our guys 
knocking down bulls like the first week of September. I'm like, yes, look at <laughs> <Yeah>. this. Like, <laughs> it's so awesome, you know? Like, yeah, that's really cool to see. That's the it reward, was crazy right? too. I mean, the amount was astonishing. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Yeah, that is awesome. so cool. Yeah, I know you guys give trophies and, and the belts. I, I do like the, the belts. That's pretty freaking awesome. But the real trophy, honestly, <laughs> is the, the animals harvested it during the season, which that's is, right. you know, the yep. ultimate goal here. But, all right, yeah. I want to I talk a little bit about some of the other things that go on at, at your guys' events. So the pack-out challenge, I think that's probably, I mean, the 3D shoot is pretty popular too, but I think the pack-out one is what gets a lot of people's attention. So I'd really like to, to spend some time talking about you know, where did that idea come from? Is it just because that's part of hunting and that's what you want to do? And then for those that don't know what it is, can you guys explain what that pack out challenge looks like? Yeah. So I'll hit the idea part of it. Um, you know, uh, we hunt solo. Efren and I, we, we hunt together, but we mostly hunt solo. So we had like realistic expectations of like, okay, like physically I could hunt this far. I can do this, you know. And I was seeing a lot of education that was pushing people way far back in the backcountry. I'm like, I don't know if that's really smart for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. So we we had tossed around ideas. And, and like, we wanted part of the Western Hunt Fest, like, initially when, when it was coming up in my brain, is like, I want a fitness element of it. I want to test people. I want people to realize where they're at, you know? So as we were brainstorming, it was like, oh, we got to do a, a simulation of the pack out. Like, why not? It's perfect. It'll teach guys like their limits. It'll ha- help guys um, push those limits. And then it'll, uh, I don't know, it should be fun, you know, downright fun. So that's kind of where it came from. And then, yeah, I'll let Guy explain what it is because it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so much fun, man. So I, I actually got to compete in it the at the first, the, at the inaugural event. And it is brutal. I mean, it's not a, it's not a long course, but you know, we're in the woods. We're not really focused on the time of something. Um, and this makes you focus on the time of something and you think you're ready for it until the, the stopwatch button is pushed. And it is, it's crazy, man. So generally speaking, we are half mile to three quarter mile loop. You have your simulated elk is your two front quarters, your two rear quarters. We did average weights. You have a loose meat bag. You have to take your head and your antlers. And then on one trip, you got to take your bow with you. Okay. Uh, so the only thing that we're not requiring is to have a loaded pack with your tent and the rest of your gear. <laughs> um, and, you know, you go run that, you know, half mile to three quarter mile loop. Um, run. The course is set up in, in a nature that, you know, in a half mile, three quarter mile, you're going to see uphill, downhill, side hill, um, varying terrain, right? Across rocks. We're looking for loose dirt going uphill. We're looking for, you know, steep downhill with some step downs, things like that, um, to really test again, you know, to Jeff's point is to test your preparedness, uh, and your physical ability in that. Um, we have some beasts that run it. I mean, the, you know, there's a couple guys that win event after event after event, you know, going into year three. So it's really interesting as we branch out and, you know, make this event bigger, who's gonna, who's gonna be taking the ship. Um, at this point is anybody's guess, but, um, but that's it in a nutshell, man. And it, it, it really is interesting. The one part of it that, that I really love is sitting there and watching people load their pack. Mm-hmm. Are they efficient in loading their pack, right? When they put their pack on, are they donning the pack correctly? 
Um, you know, what's what's getting tightened down first when you watch people putting meat in there, right? Or is that the most secure load, right? So the better the fit and the function, the more efficient you are as a hunter, right? And it's it's actually sussing that out for people. So Amanda and I were sitting in the Kafaru booth recording a podcast. And I look over and I tell her, I go, man, look at that. And she looks and she goes, oh, my goodness. I mean, we're seeing, you know, uh, hip suspension up around, you know, the navel. Oh, um, loads falling out because, you know, this isn't on load lifters, disconnecting, things like that. And that's kind of what spawned the the fit and function, you know, pack seminar that she put on. And, um, you know, so we're going out and we're like, hey, you need to have this, this, this connected. You know, you're your your belt's there but it's not hooked up to your pack and you know your load lifters are here your packs on your shoulders and um so again you know rolls back to our education but they so they get to see their physical preparedness can they go a mile into the country right i mean can you go a mile in the front country but everybody like jeff said you know wants to go 5 12 13 miles right we hear all these big old numbers (laughs) and it's like yeah that's one thing with nothing but put a quarter on you and think about how many days for a solo hunter it's going to take to get all your gear out and an entire animal safely without spoiling meat, mm-hmm. right? Because you're gonna you're gonna make two trips at at four miles. If you're four miles in, two trips, I mean, you yeah. know, we're we're looking at sixteen miles. Are you gonna keep going or are you gonna stop? Exactly. When the sun goes down, are you ready to keep going? Are you one of those, you know, folks that think the boogeyman's out there when the when the lights <laughs> go off? So it, it's it's so cool to see and people come to the realization like, man, I'm really not ready for this season. Yeah. I got to up my game. Um, so, yeah, that's that's yeah. the pack out challenge, man. And and the 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 brotherhood and sisterhood, because now we have the the ladies uh, pack out challenge, which is simulated mule deer. Uh huh. To see the brotherhood on the course. These guys, everyone's competing. And I was I was on a team with Armando from the bow hitch, and yeah. we're getting lapped. I mean, we're getting smoked. We're probably the oldest dudes on the course. <laughs> and the, the brotherhood and camaraderie where everyone is pulling for everyone, and this guy is working on time, but there's a guy on his knees trying to get up this, this rock face, uh-huh. and he stops, turns around, grabs his brother, pulls him up that rock, and says, okay, I'm out. Yeah. You know, and, and you're passing people and they're rooting you on you're getting your butt kicked and they're passing you and you're rooting them on and they're motivating you and you're motivated oh man just it's a beautiful situation man oh man that's yeah that's our our team uh competition came down to less than one minute and the team that was in the lead was actually rooting on the second place team like come on keep going keep going (laughs) and they were running to the finish line it was like the most dramatic ending ever but it was awesome you, but you talk about a place to test your gear. Like yeah. the Western Hump Fest is the ultimate place to test your gear. If you think you have good gear, and come on, you, yeah, you—that's the best place to test your gear before you get in the woods. Like if your gear is uh, shaky, you're gonna find out there for sure. Yeah, not just your pack system either, right? I mean, right. down to your footwear system, yep. right? Yep. And and for folks that don't know me, you know, boots aren't enough. It's an entire system down there. To keep it rolling you know it's funny while you're talking I, was, I, I feel like that people the way they hike into 
the backcountry is kind of like fish stories. You know, they say I hiked in 15 miles, <laughs> you know, to the, this camp. And, and you're like, oh, really? Well, show me where your camp's at on OnX. And so you pull it up and you look, you follow the trail and it, it's really five miles. But it does feel like 15 miles. And I'm yeah. using big numbers. I mean, it could be five miles and they, they say it's five miles. It's really only two. But man, when you're, yeah. when you're hiking with a full pack and then you try to pack out an animal, I mean, it's, it's a butt kicker. It's brutal, like, man. It yeah. is. And, you know, so I'm a marathon runner. I, I run marathons. I, I've got two that I'm running this year, and it, it's fantastic. But what I've found, and I've taken people out that run marathons with me to hunt, you know, hike, hunt, whatever, it's a different animal. You know, if you're not practicing and preparing to pack an animal and, and haul that animal out, that weight out, I don't care how much cardio you've done or whatever. It, it's a different, it's a completely different animal. And so mm-hmm. I love that you guys are doing this to be able to let people, you know, kind of know where you're at. I still can't believe people, you, people run that. They run that course with a full elk on their back, everything. They'll, they'll literally run. Yo, there's a couple yeah. guys. They're yeah, idiots. There's a couple guys that are like, I want to oh, shake man, their I hand, need, but they're idiots. I need to make up 30 seconds. And I mean, Lion, like coming across the finish line, like it was a like it was an Iron Man, just collapse, boom. Yeah, and it's, it is just exceptional to see. <laughs> Who are these beasts, man? I gotta, I gotta start working out with. I don't want to work out with them. Actually, that that sounds terrible, but <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's so much That's fun, man. Wish. Man. Well, so uh, I mean, on that note, we're gonna we're gonna start. Uh, we're calling it our ruckout challenge, mm-hmm. and just in preparation. Um, we're running, basically we're going to get a pot together, get a bunch of folks that want to do it. And we have, uh, a certain poundage for a certain amount of miles per week for six weeks. Uh-huh. And then at the end of that six weeks, we have a pot. We'll have some prizes to throw in there, a couple of vinyl harnesses and whatnot. So, Sweet. uh, we're going to kick that off here in the next week or so. Oh. I, we, we thought we were going to start it this week and then the, I set the miles a little bit high <laughs> and people were <laughs> basically flipping me the birds. So What'd you put it at? I want to know. What, what was the mile? What, I'm sorry. What, what was the mileage you put initially, it at? I said, initially I said 50 miles a week. Yeah. With how many pounds? With how many pounds? 45, 45 pounds was the start. I'm in for that. I can and, do that. From, yeah. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but then people were like, Hey man, I don't have the time to do. 50 miles right they start averaging what they have to do a day yeah. so i was like okay i understand that right I'm, I'm i'm probably a little more time rich than a lot of folks and i can appreciate that and we want participation right and we want people to be ready and we want people to you know to start now for season so so we had to i had to peel that in you know reel that in a little bit um and it cost me all our video footage and lead up, so I got to redo all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you launch hey, that, another, I wanted I want to be involved. Make sure you tag me when you launch that because oh, I, I want to be involved. In that absolutely. that sounds like a blast. What did you say, Jeffrey? Another cool, another cool piece to it is um, we have the boys from Hunt High Harvest run our pack out challenge, uh-huh. yeah. and they geek out on the numbers, man. So if somebody starts at the first one and ends at the last one, they can give them real numbers on like what their improvements how their improvements have showed up on the course they can give them plans of action to to get improvements like it's really cool those guys they take it to the next level they are top-notch guys and they uh they love it so it's cool i don't understand all the numbers to it so (laughs) hey but it's cool to have them 
in place. It gives you yeah. markers, Absolutely. you know, you. it gives you like those markers yeah. to be able to tell like, am I, am I improving or am, am I not, you know, just same with like going back to the 3d shoe and keeping score. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to keep score. I, I, this isn't a competition. I'm just here to have fun, but it's kind of cool to keep score. So you know what kind of improvement that you're making each you time. Make, Hopefully yeah. you're making improvement. If you're not making improvement, we, we need to change something and, Talk to these two guys. They can probably tell you what you need to change. But, you know, I, I like that, being able to have those markers that you can see that improvement as you go. And, and just for the record, you know, the, the competition is a big aspect of it, right? But right. we want everyone there to come and enjoy it, right? So if you're not into competing, just come participate, yeah. right? It, not everyone's out there. You know, the competition is really with yourself, right? The, yeah. the, the brotherhood and sisterhood, you know, it says it all. Um, but you know, come out and enjoy the event, get the education, understand where you're at. And if you don't turn in points, then, you know, no harm, no foul, but you still attended and you still got a little bit better for season. So, yeah. Okay. So we got the seminars, we got the pack out challenge. We got the 3d shoe. We, I mean, you got the sprint coming up. I mean, this is a pretty well full event and you guys are packing this all into two days so two days i talk I, and i keep saying the word logistics but i because i want people to understand like what they're getting themselves into so how are you jamming all of that all of that into two days so if someone signs up for the western hunt fest give the listeners an idea of like okay so you know friday morning we're, we're doing this through saturday evening or however it goes can you give guys uh, the listeners an idea of what that looks like go ahead jeffrey yeah, absolutely. So on Friday night, make sure you eat lots of carbs. <laughs> make, sure you're, make sure you're ready and rested and you go to bed at like 2 p.m. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> 2 no, really, uh, Saturday morning, we, we kick it off with uh, a 3D competition. So we kick it off with a 3D competition. The 3D competition should, um, it starts at, uh, depends. It depends on which event, but typically starts at like 7.30, 8 o'clock. And then we finish around lunchtime. At lunchtime, we all come back to the vendor village. We eat some lunch. We start our seminars. And then we kick off the packout challenge. Um, shortly after the packout challenge kicks off, we will uh, introduce the seminars and the elk calling contest and, and all the festivities throughout that. Um, we make sure to post the, the timeline up there so that everybody can participate. Um, but we uh, this year we uh, we wanted to change it up just a little bit. We wanted to start the packouts a little bit later, so we shortened the courses just a smidge so that we get full involvement in the education piece. So mm-hmm. that's that is a one change that we made um, after we uh, finish our seminars and everything. Then everybody goes out to the novelty range, shoots some some novelty shots, just has fun. We have fun. We have a cornhole tournament just entertainment for the family we have a kids nerf range that they could partake in just just we just keep rolling through events and we try to keep the participation with everybody if we can wow Wow. and then and then day two same thing so day two we'll start off with the 3d archery tournament then we come back we finish our pack outs we um the sprint challenge will kick off sunday too so if you don't you don't get your pack out challenge in on Saturday, you'll be sprint challenge and pack out on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And we strategically place the 3D archery tournament first because oh, yeah. the reality of 
of hunting is you're not going to pack out first. Right. You're going to pack out after you've wore yourself out on the three. <laughs> Yeah. So don't think your advantage is doing it at seven thirty in the morning because we already took care of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, try to try to shoot a, an archery, a three D archery shoot when you after you've done a pack out. I, I don't think I could even pull my bow back after that. So I, right, right. It's probably smart to do it that way. Man, that's yeah. a lot to pack into into a couple of days, and which is awesome. I think that's good for people. It keeps them busy throughout the day. It keeps them, you know engaged in, in the whole competition keeps them looking forward to what's coming up next probably puts them to bed pretty tired on on saturday night i'll, I'll bet nobody has a hard time sleeping saturday night maybe yeah. you'd be you'd be surprised really because that party and folks are like where are we going what's the drink what's this and what's that <laughs> it's like that's probably guy i think a, last year after that bailey one. man i was smoked i climbed in oh, the back of the truck yeah. we just jeff and i national forest truck camped I climbed in the back of the trunk, and I think they were what you guys were up until like two a.m. These guys had me playing some stupid <laughs> game, and I'm so competitive, dude. I can't, I cannot like, lose. So two a.m. though, that's a little late this for me. Beer pong, like beanbag game. I don't even know what it was called, but it was. Dang, and then you're back lot. up the next morning, going at it, crushing. Yeah, and and people were out just. Tearing it apart the next morning. Like the yeah, the same the dudes that were playing that game with me were out tearing it up. I don't know yeah. how they were doing it. I'm too old for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Jeff looked at me, goes, You want to play? And I laughed and I just climbed in the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how he slept. We were so loud. We were screaming and tackling each other. See, but it was like wrestling with like beer pong. I, I don't know what it was. Jeez. But <laughs> this is the fun intense. part about these events though, honestly. Like, you know, and not, like I said, any event, but you get these like you were talking about, guy, the 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 brotherhood that you get from these events. Whether it be during the event or before or after hours, you know, there, there's so much camaraderie and relationship building. Yeah. And I know that sounds all mushy, mushy, but there really is. And those kind of relationships, it is. I mean, yeah. I, this is, I've got some of my best hunting buddies because of events like this where we're like, Hey, let's go, let's just go shoot. Let's do a 3D archery shoot and, you know, be on the mountain for the day together. I didn't even know the guys, and and now they're some of my best friends because of this. You you suffer together, you celebrate together, you give each other a hard time, and you know it, it really is is a lot of fun. So, so I mean, I, you guys have a lot going on. It takes a lot of people to do this. Uh, let let's talk. Uh, and I know I, I won't keep you guys here all day long. I, I promise I'll get you guys wrapped up here pretty quickly. Oh, but good, man. I, I wanted to talk about like cost and and what people get when they sign up and you know stuff like that so let's talk a little bit about that what does it cost to sign up for the western hunt fest when you do sign up for it what do you get i mean obviously entrance into the event but do you get other you know little swag or something like that talk a little bit about that Uh, yeah go ahead yeah yeah, so uh, first and foremost, spectators are free. So if, if you're interested in, in getting involved in hunting or or this sounds like something that you would like to do, please show up. We will take care of you. We'll surround you with the right people. Um, we'll give you some education. Um, and then second off, we have changed our system. So before we were, tr- we were kind of doing like an a la carte, like you can do the pack out challenge, you can do the elk calling, or you can do the 3D archery. Now we want everybody to participate. So we have a single entry fee. Um, the single entry fee is, I, I believe it's $100 for both days 
or 80 for a single day. Um, it's cheap. But that gives you everything. Yeah, it's super cheap. We we actually, with the cost of everything going up, we like we wanted everybody to attend. So we actually lowered our costs like wow. significantly from, from the previous year. Just we we figured we could uh we we could make up for it, you know, in other ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to help keep pushing the event and just getting it in everybody's hands. Um but yeah. What we got Not there, guys? Guy, so. We got sneaking in the in the camera there. Yeah, he he decided he was uh, going to get up from being curled on on the floor and say hi. That's, he had to get in on the podcast. For you guys listening, guy just had his dog <laughs> sneak into the camera. <laughs> what kind of dog is he? And French kiss him. Yeah. What is he? That's an American bulldog. American bulldog. Okay. Yeah, Dang. he's he's still just a pup. He's not even a year and a half yet. Jeez, he looks he's huge. A boy, Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't he'll, mean he'll to. He'll be uh, probably 150, 120 pounds once he's once he hits his growth spurt. Ooh, super, super best dogs in the world, man. I love really, them. really good looking dog. My for favorite sure. breed. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so man, hundred bucks for for both days. That I mean, an eighty bucks for one day. You might as well do both. I mean, you're making the trip out there. You do both. Yep. Everybody that's listening, just do both. Um, that's that is a smoking smoking deal um you guys give out any kind of swag with like a you know shirt stuff like that with the sign up yeah so we uh we have tons tons and tons of uh giveaway stuff that that we give out throughout the event um historically we gave them out to everybody that participated um we're going to change up the uh the way we do that this year we're not 100 percent sold on how we're going to choose our giveaways um, but we're, we'll be giving stuff out to um, everybody that shows up. We uh, last year we gave out a shirt to everybody, but we included that in the price, so we took that out okay. just to help save some Lower, money for the yeah. folks that were scraping. Uh-huh. So we're gonna have shirts and and like Western Hunt Fest uh, uh, merchandise available, but it will be for for purchase. But we wanted to really focus in on on everybody. We wanted to bring that that cost down and, and really provide an educational service yeah. and if you want to buy stuff cool you know, i love that you. actually i really like that you know that i think that's a better way to do it i mean no offense to the other ways that are doing it but to make it so it's affordable for people to go and and then if you i mean obviously if you want to buy a shirt do it or please you know that's great but uh i love that i, I love doing it that way that's that's awesome by the way i do got to say right now like uh like your guys' like logo and all the stuff that you guys keep posting of like the gorillas and stuff like that. Whoever your who's your whoever your graphic designer is 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 doing a fantastic job. <laughs> You're looking at him. Is it you? Yeah. Jeff Jeff's the main. Man. I'm the second. Yeah. He he handles it what five days a week. I'm I'm the weekend yeah. since he has the kids, so I take the weekend. So between he and I, we're uh, we're trying to figure stuff out, man, on the fly. <laughs> Dude, that's impressive. Yeah. It very hats off. To you, that's that's impressive what you guys are doing. Those are, those things are pretty freaking sweet. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The so favorite. one of our most one of our most proud parts of the Western Hunt Fest, the thing that I'm most proud of with the Western Hunt Fest is initially in the planning, I wanted to do this in a debt free matter. So everything that we've done, we've done um, debt free. So I mean, we're gonna have a a little bit of a slower growth doing it this way, but we have rented the targets we have we've just done everything out of pocket which is super rewarding 
and that helps us lower the cost for the consumer. Right. You know? So it's it's been it's been really cool, and we're really proud of that part of it. Which we never touch on that when we're when we're talking about it. But that's that's one of the things that is like one of the best parts of the Western Hunt Fest is that we're truly. I mean, we're putting a lot out, right? But it's truly <laughs> for the love of the sport, you know. So, hey, in the long run, that's going to be better for your clientele. It's going to be better for you guys as well. I mean, but, I mean, just like Jeff said, right? It allows us to keep it to where it's affordable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, yeah. You don't have that big dollar number, uh, you know, that's hanging over your head that you're like, I got to right. make this back as soon as I possibly can. Right. And so I got to, I mean, we no. now don't get us wrong. We want to make it back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We do want to make and it then back. Some. But, yeah. And then some, but if you look at the value you're that we're able to create for what we're given by, by taking some of these things out by running it debt free, the value for, you know, our participants, man is, is, ginormous for that finance oh yeah oh yeah that yeah so let's talk a little bit about where people can go to attend these because now you got everybody excited it's something that they can afford to do and they want to do all these things to kind of prepare for hunting season or realize how unprepared they are um i know you I, i've i've looked i've i've cheated to see where all your guys venues are but i'll let you guys talk about it so where can people go to do these events with you guys you want me to take it, Jeffrey? Yes. So the, yep. The the kickoff will start in New Mexico. So it's going to be at the NRA Whittington Center, and that will be April 13th and 14th. Um, the Whittington Center is special. It's it's huge. It's like 34,000 acres. Oh. Um, they have like lodging from – they have these like big giant complexes called competitor housing where you can rent a single room. It's really affordable. I think it's like $80 a night um they have like single cabins that like a family could rent they have single cabins that um just a you know a, a participant and his buddy could could uh rent they have um primitive camping which is like i i want to say the primitive camping is somewhere between 10 and 15 dollars a night and then they have full rv hookups um they have every kind of range you could think of for from like they have a disc golf course, they have um, they have a air rifle range, they have long distance ranges, they have skeet, they have trap, they have everything. So if you're going to the uh, the Whittington Center, make sure you guys go a few days early or stay a few days late because it's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, you can stay busy. And that's yeah. that's going to be our awesome. Yeah, that's our kickoff event, and that one it is awesome. Um, then we head over to the Western Slope. Um, and it's going to be at Cameo Shooting Complex. That one will be May 4th and May 5th, which I believe that one's in your backyard if I'm not I was going to say, where, where out on the western slope? Yeah. Uh, just outside of Junction. So you're just, okay. uh, just outside of Palisades. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah. Yep. So we really wanted to you know, hit that western Colorado, eastern Utah demographic there, right? And, and in my opinion, that portion of the world – is hurting for events, yeah. right? It's kind of ignored to a point. Yeah, but so we really want to bring completely. something, you know, something on that side of the world. And Cameo falls into the same realm as the Whittington Center, right? Giant shooting facility, um, unbelievable, almost unlimited terrain, uh, but activity after, after activity uh, in terms of shooting sports. They have absolutely everything. Nice, nice. Where do we go from there? Yeah, 
Yeah, so th- from there we jump up to Reno, Nevada. Nice. And we'll be at the Silver Arrow Bowman. And in Reno, we will be there May 25th and 26th. Um, that's new territory for us. Efren is the uh, the expert on the, the Reno, so I don't want to give any false details, but apparently the facility is amazing. There's lots of national forest around it for camping and, and amenities. And for those gamblers, that's a great yeah. place for you. Heck yeah, it's a sweet <laughs> um, party town. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, (laughs) after we leave Nevada, then we come back to my home and my home range, which is the Air Force Academy. That one will be June 1st and 2nd. And for those of you that know, the Air Force Academy is amazing. I love that range. For those of you that don't, it is amazing. (laughs) It's great. It's do you do the do you, sorry not to detract from your your schedule, but do you do the triple crown that they do at the Air Force Academy? I've never done it because I'm it's peak wrestling season when they do it. Oh, so every time they have an event, I'm at a wrestling tournament with the boys. So I'm like, oh, dang, I got to do it this year. I got to do it this year, dude. It, uh, Pellegrino kills everybody, but it's a it's such a That's sweet right course, here. man. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I I haven't done it yet, but. I, I look forward to the day that I do. Yeah. Um, and then after we finish at the Air Force Academy, we're going to tally up all the points and we're going to do a special invite for, for um, our championship uh, Western Hunt Fest. And that one's going to be a single day and that's going to be July 27th at American Bowman. And it's where we had our inaugural event. So that place is special to us. Yeah. Um, it's a great 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 archery range the uh the archery range manager they i'm telling you they are amazing they really we we go hand in hand in what we want for archery shoots and and where they place their pins and their targets these guys understand it they they do a great job and it's a great place to host the the championship it's gorgeous it's steep up, up Uphill, downhill. There's a water feature. There's loose ground. There's rocks. There's everything. So, nice. And how many people a, go to that? It's a great place. So that one, we are limited on space, and that's why we transitioned it into our championship. So we can have a hundred to hundred and twenty competitors. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So we're we're still uh, crunching the numbers on on who we're going to invite, but we we want to give them a fair chance in in the championship. So. That's still once a, the champion starts. Pretty big crew. That's a. I mean, a hundred to hundred twenty yeah. people for a championship. That's a. That's a pretty big well, crew. No, we. I, I think of the championship will probably be, be sitting in the realm because right now with the point system and how we have it calced, we should have a three tier podium at each event. So that's men's and women's division. Uh huh. Right. So that's basically six per event. So you're looking at you know somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty to twenty five oh. folks competing. We have some elimination stuff that we'll deal with in that. Um. So, you know, competitively, you'll have, you know, call it 25 folks oh, okay. out there yeah. to, to go compete. Um, but if, you know, if uh, folks want to come out and spectate, if folks want to come out and shoot for the day, um, you know, we'll still have some of our vendors and sponsors at that event. So you'll still be able to get some interaction and, you know, yeah. look at everything. And, and a lot of folks, I imagine, are going to come see what the competition is for for the next year. Yeah. I'd imagine is, is how that's going to yeah. go down. So. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and that day is truly to honor the athletes that have, have put in the work yeah. and and 
we we will have a a small fee for like a shooter fee and and people attending that are not invited but we really want to make that day about the the champions yeah. and we don't want to overcrowd it and not be able to honor them and and really watch them and and check it check on them and just you know really admire what they're doing so that day truly is about them oh man that's that's cool that's perfect timing too july 27th i mean you're right there before i mean a lot of archery hunts start august 1 so you're you're really right there at the at the end of it so people can feel like they're actually prepared to to go and and hunt so man one of the things that we didn't really touch on and i'm sorry to cut you off no go ahead um was the the prize package that we're putting together for this thing right for the championship i mean if yeah, if if you want a prize package, sign up tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, and get ready because it's it's coming, right? I mean, we're swinging for the fences, and and some of the backing that we have from some you know some major hitters in the industry, some small mom and pops in the industry, um, is phenomenal. And we're we're only looking for more. What's up, man? What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I was gonna say I saw a little head sneaking in there. So, <laughs> is this the wrestler? Yeah, that's one of your that's one of your kid elk comp guys right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Nice. Oh yeah. That's cool though. I mean, man, to have that kind of prize package. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of prizes throughout each event at each venue. Is there any advantage to shooting more than one event? Does it does it help you at all? If like say I shot the one in junction and then i also went to the one in reno does that give me any kind of advantage at all absolutely your overall points okay so it does right? the overall so points so it's points, not a single down you don't podium at an event but you attend two events and your points say hey you have enough points to be at the championship you're getting the invite so somebody like me so, that really that's sucks really, i could go yeah, to all events and get enough points <laughs> oh yeah and and that's one of the things right and, and now the cat so you can say, I don't want to do the pack out or my pack out time stinks and shoot, 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 shoot. And you can make it to Bailey, right? If you go to four events and shoot and your score is good, you can make it to Bailey. Yeah. The problem is going to be is you at Bailey, you have to do the pack out for the ship. Oh, okay. So there's no avoiding the pack out. Right. You know, and, and ultimately, you know, how we see this in terms of our future in the event, we want it to be points overall multiple events for you know the same shooters and whatnot right event yeah. to event to event to event yeah you know it's, it's sort of i guess the thing you know you look at like spartan race and how they mm-hmm. kind of did that overall right and they have right. world leaders now and that's really the goal of of this to a point absolutely and that's actually really good i mean because my last question that i had written down here is what does the future of the Western Hunt Fest look like? I mean, I guess that's kind of where you're going with that. But I mean, what are we, we kind of talked about visions, you know, and whatnot? Like, what is the vision for this? What's your ultimate goal? Ephraim, he throws a hammer at Jeff and I for it. But you know, we we hunt. We are hunters. We are not archery hunters. We're rifle hunters. We're muzzleloader hunters. We're boomerang hunters. If that's what they tell us the season is. Yeah. Um, so just know that the future is not going to be just archery for Sweet. Western Hunt Fest. Sweet. So I, that yep. that is the vision. I love that. And we have we have a big plan. Him and I are planners. We have a big plan. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's well, coming. It's coming. That's exciting. That's that's really exciting. I'd love to see some like long range rifle shooting competitions or something like that in, in, integrated into this. Sweet. 
<laughs> Done. Oh, say no more. <laughs> oh, dude. See, yes. my, see, I love that you call it Western. That's one thing. I, when I saw a Western Hunt Fest, I was like, okay, are we singling out the Eastern Hunter guys, which I know you're not. But as Western Hunters, that's, you know, we're shooting long range. We're doing, you know, a lot of these, this, this type yeah. of archery shooting. And yep. so to integrate some yeah. of that in there would be really freaking cool. So, so I mean, if you look at it in the, in the call, the calling realm, and, and Jeff, Jeff was the one who kind of, you know, cued me and he's like dude duck calling and you know he can call out dad in i call access in <laughs> but you got your duck your geese right so yeah, you know yeah and and we don't want to rush into anything right we want sustainable real growth where there's benefit to our participants um but bringing those aspects and there's guys that are mad waterfowl hunters that'll go out and hunt elk and they they go out because they enjoy it but waterfowls are thing yeah we want to have them participate in our event ultimately, right? And then you have guys that are going out and, you know, for, I shouldn't say it, but sniping, you know, yeah. animals at 900, yeah. you know, a thousand yards. We want them in sure. this event. Can you imagine a, a LR guy coming and he's, you know, shooting rounds and now he has his, his shot score and now he's going to do a pack out challenge right. after shooting his rifle yep. yeah. and, and maybe calling isn't involved in that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there will be some educational pieces involved in that LR aspect too. Yeah. So yeah, oh, it's uh, a, it doesn't say Western hunt fest archery right. tournament right. for, for a reason. And that was planned in the beginning and Efron was part of that plan. So he knew who he was dealing with, <laughs> but the, the bigger picture to that though, is where the hunting community is a community. We all need to come together mm-hmm. And if we want to get agendas done, we need to bridge that gap. And we want yeah. we want to be a big player in that of bringing everybody together. And we're in our we're in our infancy stage, you know. Right. But eventually, we want to bring that in and really make an impact on the community. Like all the the places we go to, we're really focusing in on the locals. We want to bring those local vendors in. We want to yeah. support the local archery scene. And we want to build as a community. So there's a lot to it and, and we jam pack a lot into it, but we're, we're really like really trying to provide something special here with this. And I'm excited to see where it goes too. When you can start adding some of this other stuff. I mean, it's, it's amazing as it is. So don't, please don't, you know, disregard yeah. that. But when you and then start adding all this other stuff into it, I mean, it really is a Western hunt fest. I mean, it really is a, a it, cool buddy. thing for people to come and, and do and enjoy yeah. and, and why not? So, well, man, guys, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about this. And uh, I'm super stoked for what the future holds for you guys. So just before we, you know, sound or sign off here, you know, if people want to go and, and sign up, it, what's your guys' website? Where, where can people go to stay in, in touch with you guys and know when things are coming up? Because I've been in other 3D archery shoots where I, I've missed the deadline and haven't been able to sign up or you sign up a day late and they're already sold out i mean how can people stay up to speed and be able to get into your guys's events so westernhuntfest.com um you could register on that and then uh the ig is western hunt fest uh it's either jeffrey or myself on a day-to-day answering if if i see something sitting um you know our rule is don't let it linger so we're pretty quick in response um if you have questions reach out to either of us you can reach out you know on there um sign up on the uh, website and uh, you know all information will keep funneling through both IG and that and uh, yeah that's that's our two main platforms. You'll see Jeff post or I post on uh, 
Facebook, um, but it'll be through either Western Contours or uh, or Jeff Duvall on those two. Um, and then Efren um, will post on Pack Em Out Apparel. That's his apparel line. So um, we're we're all there to answer questions, you know, to help folks on. In terms of registration, we don't, in the moment, we don't see at the venues we've selected, we don't see a limit um, wow. to registration. So, you know, we'd prefer to, we, we would prefer to accommodate and be prepared that we have pre-registration. So folks know, um, or we know what, you know, what we're coming into. Um, and then we want, you know, we want everyone there to interact with, you know, everything we have, the shooters, us. So if you come up and you, you know, you're at an event and you see us, please come up, talk to us. We want to shake your hand. We want to thank you. We want to provide as much as we can. Um, and that, I mean, really that's it. I mean, you know, with our, can I talk about our sponsors real quick? We Please kinda, do. Yeah. Let, let's that. hear about it. Yeah. Them. So we, you know, some of our main sponsors, pack them out apparel, um, Onyx hunt, um, Kafaru international Western fly covers. Yep. Um, you know, the elk bros are involved with us. Um, call companies. I mean, rut holsters. So the list goes on and on and on. Right. And without our, our, our sponsors make a lot of this happen um, for us and, and, you know, as our participants. So we just, you know, I, I can't, we can't end without saying something about them. We super, you know, super appreciative of everybody that participates, but our sponsors as well. It's how we do what we do, man. It, it really is. <laughs> I, people always think, Oh man, they, them and their sponsors, but it, it is how it's how we, we do what we do and, and Hey, we need to do a podcast on the Western fly covers at, at some point. And yeah, whenever I'll, brother, I want to, I want to pick whenever, your brain whenever. about a couple things on that. So it'd be cool to do it during a podcast. I've, I've actually meant to call you a couple of times and, and just ask you, but I was like, man, I we got to just do it on a podcast and get the, yeah, the information. Up, you know, so, you got the number. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I for, I for always sure happy will. to jump on. So well, check these guys out. Uh, Western Hunt, westernhuntfest.com get registered everybody can go on they can go and register for the the 2024 events right now right yes sir okay yes, sir. so go on if if it's close to you if it's not close to you register get your travel plans you know selected and, and all that stuff but go on and get registered go check out these events if you haven't understood by now these are hey he Sorry. is angry. <laughs> Started and ended with it. We did. Well, little bookends there. That was that was sweet. But yeah, check it out. Perfect. <laughs> but guys, appreciate you jumping on. Give Ephraim my best because I'd like to chat with him at some point too. But uh, appreciate you guys joining the, the podcast today. Really appreciate you guys taking the time. No, likewise, brother. We appreciate it, and uh, you know, for having us on. You know, plan to come to an event. We'll give you a couple of couple of shooter passes. Bring a buddy. I'm uh, partake in everything. Consider it done, brother. Appreciate you. Consider it done. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Awesome. You guys stay good, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Take care.